0: hi and welcome to the second episode of the annoyed christian it's taken me a while to get this one done because i've been trying to do a better job of recording the audio so i hope this one sounds better for all of you audiophiles this time i'm going to be talking about the division in churches and how it seems like churches decide to divide over any little thing that comes their way they can divide because the pastor dress is too casual or the pastor is too fancy or the music is too modern or the music is too old or the pastor has too many tattoos or the pastor doesn't have any tattoos or the pastor uses the NIV or the pastor uses the King James Version all these things are silly little things that Satan uses to divide the church so I'm going to take a look at being the annoyed Christian and what should we really be doing about these conflicts that arise? I'm going to first look at 1st Corinthians chapter 1 verses 10 through 7. Focusing in on the end of the first verse, it says, Live in harmony with each other, that there be no division in the church. Rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose we need to live in harmony and this is something that the church as a whole is failing to do. They're being miserable at it because they want it done their way. They want it to look the way they want it to look. They want it to feel the way they want it to feel and if it doesn't we're going to go somewhere else. Is that what God wants? Does God want us to pick on little things and allow Satan to continually divide the church Make more and more smaller churches that want to do it their way, therefore weakening the church. We need to be unified. We need to, as again, First 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, live in harmony with each other. Let there be no division in the church. Further down in verse 12, it gives an example. Some of you are saying, I am a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I follow Apollos or I follow Peter, or I follow Christ. Verse 13 Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. So back then, many people were dividing because they're a follower of different apostles. None of the apostles saved anybody. None of them died for anybody's sins. Christ did so we should be followers of Christ and I don't believe that our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ cares how fast the music is, how slow the music is, what the person that's teaching or leading worship is wearing, what kind of instruments they play, what color the carpet is, whether or not they have a steeple on top. None of that should matter to Christ. Because he doesn't care about those things. We do, and we allow those things to divide us. What does Christ care about? Christ cares that the local body is loving, and if we're arguing amongst ourselves, I don't think that we're very loving. And if we don't want to associate with another church for reasons that are insignificant, I don't think we are reaching the lost. Because that is God's greatest desire, is for his children who call him Lord to go out and reach the lost. And we can't reach the lost if we're arguing over petty things. Now also I want to look at 2 Timothy 4, 1-5 because this is where a church might need to split or someone leave because there's a problem where the gospel is not being preached properly or the gospel is getting watered down. There are a lot of churches out there that I call sugary churches. These are churches that just talk about how to have a fulfilled life and how to have everything you want and God is love, 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 but they never talk about sin. And you cannot talk about God's mercy and grace if you do not talk about the sin of man because sin is what caused Jesus to be crucified on a cross. So if your church is not talking about the things that produce sin and what we should do about sin and that we are all sinners, then there is a problem with that. We need to focus on the Word. We can't be part of a church where all they're doing is verses from here and there to then create a message based on what they want to say. That is not teaching the Word of God. That's coming up with an idea that you have and finding verses that will promote that idea. You can go through the Bible and pick out enough verses to say whatever you wanted to say, but that doesn't mean it's true because verses taken out of context can be distorted and have been distorted in the past. That is how we get cults that brainwash people and turn them into sexual slaves or cause a bunch of people to commit suicide. These are not things that God wants. King out is how scriptures are distorted for the purpose of selfish gain. So we always need to be part of a church that is preaching directly out of the Bible and preaching whole passages of the Bible, not picking and choosing what they want to preach. Again, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Okay? It says preach the word of God. Not preach what's popular. Preach what's trendy. Preach what will get people in the door. No. It says, verse 2, preach the word of God. Then it goes on, be prepared. Whether the time is favorable or not, whether it's the right time to preach the gospel or the wrong time to the world, we have to preach what the Bible says. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. So if you have good teaching, then sometimes those teachings will cause people to need to be corrected in what they're doing. We may need to rebuke people from a life of sin that is pulling them away from a relationship with God are preventing them from continuing to grow in the relationship with God and we need to encourage people good teaching doesn't mean just teaching things that are good for us that makes us happy as parents a lot of times we have to correct and rebuke our children not because we hate them not because we're angry with them but because we love them and we know what's best God knows what's best going on to verse 3 for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear and that's why you might want to leave a church if you cannot affect the change if they are following their own desires and the teachers are telling them what they want to hear not what they need to hear you need to sometimes walk away from church on Sunday feeling bad about yourself, that you need to change, that you need to have a life-altering encounter with Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ to make you a better person, a better child of His. That would be a reason to leave, but you must first try and effect the change at the church you are in. Today with divorce, Everybody just, eh, we're going to get a divorce. You say, well, did you try to make it work? Oh, yeah, I did everything I could. Then you ask him, what did you do? Uh, well, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh. They did nothing. They didn't seek marriage counseling. They didn't try to work on themselves. They just blamed their spouse. And regardless of what goes on in any divorce, at least one person is 5%, even if the other is 95%, and they're not willing to work on what the problem is. And when they never work on it and they get divorced they're going to get divorced again most likely because they never worked on their issues so when it comes to church if you're thinking of leaving over something that christ would say what are you doing that's ridiculous that doesn't matter then stay and make a difference if you don't like the sunday school class or you don't like the life groups that are available start one meet the needs of the people that have the same ideas as you do But if the teaching is unsound, if the teaching is soft, if the teaching brings about anger instead of hope, if the teaching just makes you feel good when you walk out and everything is going to be okay, and then reality hits and it's not because you have not been taught the Word of God to help you through those tough times. So I've rambled off enough. I hope this will make you think Next time you're like, I'm not so sure I'm going to stay at this church or I'm even going to go to a church at all because they're all full of hypocrites. Well, guess what? Churches are full of sinners and sinners are hypocrites. So instead of complaining, make a difference. Stand up for what you believe is right in your church and do everything you can to make that church be something that God is proud of and proud of the people there. And if you've truly tried everything else, then it's time to go on. This has been The Annoyed Christian, and I hope this has made you think.